Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. Joining me here in just a second is Alan Briggs. He is the founder and lead creative of Stay Forth Design. Stay Forth is one of my favorite phrases that I have stolen from Alan. So he's the founder. He's the lead creative of Stay Forth Designs. He's the author of three books. Staying is the new going, guardrails, and everyone's a genius. He's the creator of the Right Side Up podcast and Right Side Up Journal, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, if you ask him, what he's most proud of is that he's the father of four kids and he's the husband to one wife. He loves tacos, coffee, and adventures. He is my fellow Enneagram 7. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me welcome to Live on the Eights, Mr. Alan Briggs. How we doing? Man, how do you even answer that question, right? Like disoriented, alive, changing, growing, like all of it, right? How are we in the wilderness? Uh, so, man, I, I love being here, John. I love your posture. I love watching that you're digging in to these spaces. Guys, just know that John's one of my favorite dudes out there, man. I wish we lived closer, but I love to see what God is doing in you in the wilderness. And then everybody who's watching this live is getting to feed off of that. So, man, thanks for what you do, John. And you guys listening, uh, I, John, I love your posture to go. I'm going to acknowledge the reality of this season but I'm going to say that there's opportunity in it. And so any conversation about just here's the hard reality, here's the opportunity, man, I'm in. And we can put those two things together. Thanks, man. It's, you know, your backdrop is way cooler than my backdrop. I love, are those, those are some ice axes, if I'm not mistaken. Ice axes. I promise you, it's not just because we're talking wilderness today, um, but this is my prevailing leadership paradigm is that I exist as a mountain guide for the leadership journey. And so to say that we're in a walk in the park, to say that we're walking on a smooth path, uh, never. If you're leaders, then you are facing the change that everybody else is, plus the expectation that others expect you to show up ready, confident, um, ready to make decisions when we're just trying to process it on the fly ourselves. And so I actually spent a summer as a wilderness guide and a mountain guide getting people who had no business up these tall Colorado mountains, sometimes still trudging through the snow in June and July. And I will never forget that season of life because I couldn't carry anybody up a mountain and I'm not just going to carry their gear. And I, I actually need them to show up fully 110% to push through the pain to be able to get up there. But I am going to be with them in the trenches. So that's actually what I get to do as a leadership coach is to walk alongside of leaders. I can't carry you. God's got a unique design and a journey for your life but I do want to go with you. And so that withness is a lot of what I get to do. And so that's literally what we say is that we're mountain guides for the leadership journey. Uh, and it's gnarly up there, man, in the wilderness. So I love that we're talking about this today, John. That's, that's so fun. And you know, I, when I, I reached out to you a number of weeks ago, trying to line this up, having no idea that today's theme would be what it is and how perfectly suited you are to talk about the wilderness. I mean, your new office that you're sitting in right now, uh, you're, you're like looking at the, aren't you like 
in the wilderness, like literally, like out your window? Yeah, the wilderness preserve. I mean, I'm, I'm looking here. There are rocks that I love to scramble on. And I can see the mountains in the distance, but even just the challenge of, of that, places where I go mountain biking. So it's cool to watch uh, my life work come together in yeah. a space that actually matches. And it's one mile from my house uh, here in Colorado Springs. So I'll go out for a quick hike after this to kind of process some of what you and I talk about, John. I love it. So uh, it looks like I'm going to get to spend quite a bit of July for my summer teaching break in Colorado, some of it in the Springs. So we're going to get some time together. Looking forward to it, man. We'll eat some tacos. We'll mm -hmm. jump, jump on a hammock here. We'll climb something together. Can't wait. Hey, man, so um, I want to talk to you about how you personally are not wasting the wilderness. And um, recently, you know, I love following what you're doing online, which I'll put in the comments just so you know ways that people can, can follow what you're doing and the work that you're creating. Um, but you shared recently about five, five ways, in essence, that you're not wasting the wilderness in many ways, how you're choosing to embrace the posture of student and learner and God as the teacher and the ultimate guide. So I want to talk about those. I'll tee you up and have you just kind of riff on each one of those. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, man. All right. So the first thing that, that you're learning is life was more complex than you realized. Talk to us about that. I'm always trying to head from complexity to simplicity. I mean, that's always the journey that I'm on. And that's true of me with technology. That's true of me with my family. That's true of me in leadership. When these things just snowball on us and then we find ourselves not living our lives, but getting lived by them. Like they're just trailing us behind. And I think some of the complexity of life is all the places I'm driving in the course of the day, the things that I'm interacting with, again, different apps and technology things. Every It used to be every year, now about every three months, as a leader, leading an organization, leading a team, um, you know, connecting with leaders literally across the country, feels like the complexity of that got so much greater during this time. And honestly, COVID has allowed me to re-simplify my life and wow. to say, do I really need that in my life? Or why do I have this in my life? Or why am I trying to keep up with the Joneses in this area or that area? Yes. And it has been so freeing for me, uh, even canceling a gym membership in this time and this season and saying the wilderness is literally where I'm going to go for growth and for, you know, physical health. And, uh, and so just to change my migration patterns around town, where I was driving, why was I going to this coffee shop and then having a meeting at this coffee shop? Uh, and so it's been the, the word I use, John, is just so grounding to mm. re-simplify my life and to say, Lord, what do I need? What is daily bread? What is manna today? Yeah. And it is so simple. And for about six weeks, I was officing out of my writing shed next to my house. And there's not a bathroom in there. I mean, it literally is a shed that I've built out to look like a cabin inside. And it is, Lord, today, all that I need is a powered up computer. And all I need is my journal. And then to hear from you and to be able to impact and influence people, some of them literally on the other side of the country. Uh, so man, returning mm. to simplicity yes. is always healing. And complexity is always painful because it actually draws us away from the things we deeply love. What is the good life? And then how do we simplify and move back toward that? And so this accidental thing called COVID has been so good for me to re-simplify my life. I love it. Even right now in the comments, as you guys are watching this on Facebook Live, I think it'd be cool. I'd love to see some things that you guys have decided to stop doing.
Uh, we've talked before about the whole start, continue, stop questions. I'd be interested. You know, Alan talked about how he's just like, all right, I'm going to go outside in the wilderness. That's going to be my new gym. Uh, in, in what ways, you can put in the comments, is your life becoming a little more simple mm -hmm. uh, be because of this thing that we believe God has allowed? Uh, the second thing, uh, Alan, you talked about is you've discovered the art of walking. Talk to us about that. I really rediscovered this because my wife and I, our first year of marriage, we lived downtown and we would just walk to a restaurant and kind of decompress the day. And we were in close proximity. And I've honestly forgotten how healing walking is. And wow. it's not lost. I mean, not to over-spiritualize, but Jesus and anyone in life till like really, really recently just walked places. And yes. that one square mile around my house, I've gotten to explore and get on meetings. And as many as I can, I've taken them off of Zoom and said, hey, can you just toss your earbuds in and let's just have a conversation? And to be able to walk and to be able to process, there's something about the cadence of walking. Scientists have even yes. proved this, that actually just makes our brains uh, both relaxed and sharp at the same time. And I don't understand all of it, but art, uh, walking is an art. And here's the cool thing. Old people understand this. They walk slowly. They walk around my neighborhood. They walk their dogs. They just realize walks aren't something to squeeze into their day. They're something to build their day around. Oh, and so good. there's no... Uh, there, there's no amount of time I'm hoping to walk. There's no, man, if I can, you know, pump out five miles today, I'm not thinking about my speed. I'm literally just walking. When I walk, I see more, I observe more, I see creation. It's more beautiful. It's clear. It's close to me. And I also get to walk past other people and look into their eyes. Wow. And, um, it has been so grounding for me. So rediscovering the art of walking as somebody who goes too fast in life as somebody who's thinking about the next thing walking slows me to a pace where i have to see how god is actually moving me what god has called me to and therefore what he has not called me to that's so good alan when i think about some of the most spiritually rooted human beings grounded people that i i've learned so much from i've never thought about this until you just said i'm like they walk every day sybil towner i don't know if you know the towners uh, I do. I do know the Towners. Yep. Of course you do. Everyone knows Dick and Sybil <laughs> Towner. I'm going to be seeing them very soon. I'll tell them you said hello. But uh, my wife and I lived with the Towners. I don't think I told you this, but we lived with them. We wanted to learn how they did life. So we literally moved in our second year of marriage. <laughs> mm. and, uh, and yeah, I mean, she, she walks every Sib every day. That's she, not an accident, right? No. No. That so many people you, you'd respect, and me as well, of the best connection points I've had with people, my wife included, is, hey, let's just go take a walk. And it's kind of like your best ideas come to you in the shower. When you're walking, just connection just happens. And, and you forget about it. You kind of get lost in that versus the let's get coffee and we're staring into each other's eyes, that kind of leading side by side thing. But yeah, just the wisdom and say, man, if, if I want to do my older years well, I better mm. learn to slow down and be present right now and not to live life at one and a half X speed or two X speed, um, but right now in the moment. And another interesting thing too about walking is that I notice things that I didn't before. Yeah. And when I'm running, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to go to something. I'm looking at my phone. How fast did I run that 5K mm -hmm. versus walking? It is an art. It is not 
a destination. It is not a goal. It is literally, I get to go walk and walk it off a little bit. And so I think, you know, some dance to remember, some dance to forget. But I think some days I, I walk to remember what God has done. And other days I walk to walk into what God might have for me. And I get vision and clarity, but I also get to process. It's, it's magical. God's built us for it. I'm convinced. I love it. I love it. The third, the third one you, you wrote about, something that you're learning. Um, if you guys are just hopping in right now onto the, to the podcast, you're on IGTV or Facebook Live. I'm with Alan Briggs, and we're having an amazing conversation. He is a fellow Enneagram 7, loves coffee, loves his neighborhood, and we're having a great chat about don't waste the wilderness. Uh, we are in a wilderness season right now, and yet God is going to form something and wants to form something significant in and through your life in this wilderness. The, the third thing that, that you wrote about is you don't need to go out as much as you thought. Talk to us about that. There was this constant pressure uh, started by FOMO, right? Fear of missing out is real. Yeah. As an Enneagram 7, John, I mean, it is real. Go do all the things, see all the people. And I had regular migration patterns of while well, things are open, hey, I need to get to this place. I need to see people at yeah. this coffee shop. I'd schedule a meeting. Um, to be able to see people who I know and love. Many of my friends have started these cafes or these restaurants and all those things are good. They're just not best. And so to see that I didn't need to go out as much as I thought. And yet the difference between being outside and going out has been so key. Like I've gotten wow. to be so present as spring has sprung here and it yeah. takes a while in Colorado. We'll still probably get a snow or two in May, which is crazy, but to, to actually be present and be aware, I need to be outside, but I don't need to be driving around as much as I thought. Sort of mm -hmm. chasing that next relationship, chasing that next meeting, chasing the next opportunity. And, and I think I was pretty healthy, honestly, heading into COVID. But when you get to zoom out on your life, mm -hmm. I realized I was driving too many miles without the ROI on that. And I probably just need to walk outside, sit in my chair with my wife, and with my kids around, eat some leftovers, uh, maybe walk to where I'm going. I walk now one mile from my house to, to this office that I'm in right now. And it has been incredible to say, I need to go out as in outside, out in creation, grab some sun, maybe go out for a walk. But I don't need to go be seen. I don't need to go be, be present in a place. I don't need to go and drive to this place or that place, chasing this idea that if I'm seen and I'm known, then that equals some kind of deep fulfillment for me. And so I'm going to pick very carefully the places I go to, the amount of times a day I do. And many times I wasn't scheduling time in there for transportation. So I was running chronically five minutes behind. Yes. Uh, and there's always forgiveness. Friends are fine with it. But I, I don't know that that is okay for my soul. And I think mm -hmm. that that was starting to leak a little bit on my soul. Wow. I, you know, the phrase, let's go out. I think is being redefined in a really good way. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about it before. I, I'm, you know, I hear God so clearly in creation. That's why I'm out there every day. And I, it's my daily vitamins. I'm out there uh, and the weather in Chicagoland's, you know, historically terrible, but I'm outside, <laughs> man. And, and I need that. And it's, it's, it continues to be such a powerful thing in, in my life as I practice these different things like peace and solitude and, and trying to hear from God. 
Um, and, I, and real, real quick too, if we think we can be present in every place, we're present in no place. Oh, and when I, I realize by how fast we can drive around town, fast, we can schedule fast, fast, fast. We are driving past some of God's greatest blessings right yes. now. That's and that right. may be the conversation that awaits my wife and I, or going outside with my son to just ask him, how are you actually doing? And what are you fearful of right now? And so I find not only do I not need to do those things, but it's blocking from some of God's best blessings. And like for you, seeing your, your picture sitting above that stream on that bridge, your feet kind of yeah. dangling over the water, yep. like that's it, man. Like God's in that space. Hmm. And many times we are pushing so fast past that okay. that we don't actually see. I needed to get outside in the creation. I needed to hear from the Lord. I needed to get away from my screen. But it is a lie that I need to go to that perfect coffee shop with that perfect cup of coffee to be able to actually hear from the Lord or to have an inspired meeting. Maybe I just need to sit and have a conversation or soak in what God might be doing. So, John, we're totally on the same page on this one, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of connected to your fourth um, thing that you're learning, which is you were busier than you thought. So talk to us a little bit about that. And then I really want to get to the fifth one that I feel like is I'm pretty excited to talk about the fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I Sabbath every week and, and I'll say that out of pride, I almost burned out two years into my leadership journey. And so mm-hmm. I discovered Sabbath as a gift. God gives the gift, but we have to unwrap it. So I live with mm-hmm. Sabbath each week, but I realized that really the hyper speed of the rest of the week was going fast. Some of that I can control and some of that I can't. We have four kids in very different life stages spanning 10 years at three different schools, which means we drive. We, we drive around town. Sometimes my wife and I give a high five, uh, you know, coming in and out of the house. And it's like, you know, spaghetti's in the pot, go grab it. And what I love now, I think realizing the art of eating dinner together and the art of literally every night I write in my right side up journal, I write dinner with the family. It doesn't matter whether it's 5.30 or 6.30 because we got space in there. Um, and there's margin. And where there's margin, there is imagination. Where there is no margin, there is no imagination. And there's space to, hey, let's eat this for dinner. Maybe I should grill out. Or, oh, I have time to make this long crockpot meal from before. So I think dinners actually helped me realize that. And then it's just every night is dinner together and family time. What's that going to look like? And that has been so good. But I think you don't realize how busy you are until you have some space. And with that space or that margin, you have some imagination of what that could be. And again, hey, what do you guys want to do? Let's do this. Build something with one of my boys. Have a great conversation with my daughter. I went picking flowers, wildflower hunting with my daughter the other night. And she just brought a bucket. And I just thought, that's it. That's gold. That is what life's about right there. So God has invited me into some some pretty amazing things. We're not going to go back post-COVID to live life the same way. We're just not. I don't want a new normal. I want a new different. What is that going to look like after COVID? We've got to build in there more space. And we're going to say no to more good things. So we can say yes to a few of the best things. Amen to that. Hey, real quick, before we get to the fifth and final thing that you're learning, uh, I do want to highlight the Right Side Up Journal. This is such a killer journal. This is awesome. And, uh, I can't recommend it enough. I'll put the link uh, in uh, in the comments where you guys can order this Right Side Up Journal. It's a three-month journey toward health and impact. If uh, you've been needing structure, if you've been saying, you know what, I, I, need, I need something to help me really think through, 
uh, my days to help create this kind of margin that we're talking about today. This is an awesome, awesome tool. Uh, it also comes with, and you can order the, the leather cover. Uh, do this, I mean, it's like, it's for real leather. I mean, this is like handcrafted stuff. So I love this journal that you've created, Alan. Really great job. It's beautiful. It's helpful. It's just, and it's just super cool looking. So great job on that. Uh, I do want to recommend that you guys check it out. Uh, right side, uh, right side up journal. And, um, man, how long did you work? I mean, this, this, you didn't just make this overnight. There's a lot of work that yeah, went into this. It, about 10 years of coaching leaders went into it. Yeah. And then one specific year doing research. Here's the reality, man. I wasn't smart enough or organized enough to use most of the journals out there. And so <laughs> it was either like 42 things to do before you pee in the morning. And I was like, oh, man, it was just maximizing efficiency, yeah. you know, like dialing that up to 11. Or it was an open piece of paper of which I'm going to have notes and I'm going to write things and I'm going to have diagrams. And that's great. But the, the problem is it wasn't progression. And so I've always struggled at journaling. And I'm kind of like, well, why? Do you mean writing my deep thoughts? So this is strategic journaling for high-capacity leaders. People want to grow. The level of overwhelm out there right now, John, is insane. I coach mm -hmm. leaders to avoid burnout. The level of overwhelm is troubling right now. And that's pre-COVID, guys. That's the burnout we're seeing pre-COVID, not during and after. And so mm -hmm. we're readying our troops, actually, uh, more coaches because more people, unfortunately, are, are going to burn out. But we said, what is the minimal amount possible for every week you to continue in incremental growth? So, John, you're using this. And, you know, if it can work for two spontaneous Enneagram 7s, we want to change <laughs> the world. And that's just not going to happen. Anything healthy in your life does not happen on accident. And so it's basically what journal would I want to use every week? It needs to be beautiful and beautifully laid out. It needs to be intentional. But every day it's got to have something for me. And so yes. how could I invest 10 minutes a day and 30 minutes a week? A hundred minutes over the course of the week. How could I invest that and see a greater return in my growth with the Lord, in my friendships, yes. in my family, and in me as a whole and intentional person? And most of the other journals were just pushing me toward efficiency that is just going to push us toward burnout if we don't think about this. And one of the hardest things and the best things about this is what's my purpose for each day? And when I know the purpose of today, I am so excited to be here with you guys yes. tonight. At, on the eights and to be talking with John because I've written it down. I prayed for John. I prayed for you guys when I put it in my journal this morning and I'm so ready for it versus one more thing to put into my day. So it's been I a game it. changer, man, for me. We just it. put in another order. Um, we, you know, and so a lot of people are ordering these for their teams, Good. their families, when spouses yep. go through this together, it's just, it's been incredible. So yeah, it took about a year. And um, the leather piece for me, it's a treat to open this thing in the morning. Oh, dude. And I go, dude, 10 minutes. <laughs> and I get to say, God, here is what you've asked me to do today. Yep. Everything else, not for today. And I'm going to push it Love aside. It. All I can do today is be faithful. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped that people are using it. We actually have a group. Everybody that buys it gets into a right side of community where we're growing, learning, asking questions together uh, in a Facebook group that we are loving. So, uh, yeah, man, glad you're learning from it. I use it every single day. I use it this morning. Well, hey, yeah, bravo to you and your team for creating it. And yeah, I can't recommend it strongly enough. Hey, we just have a couple minutes left. And Al, I really want to hear about this fifth one. You, you said, here's something you're learning. I need to create things with my hands, not just my mind. Talk about that. So we live in a very digitized world right now. I mean, especially with COVID. But pre-COVID, my life, 
looked a, a lot like you guys' lives look like right now is I'm coaching leaders across the country. I'm using Zoom all the time. Yeah. And as that notched up just a little bit, I realized I need to have splinters in my hands. I still have some dirt underneath my fingernails from tilling up the garden yesterday and getting that ready. Um, we were not built to just build things with our mind. God yeah. has designed us to physically create things. And John, you and I are in transformation business. And so we work with people. We get to see incredible things happen. But during my time as a pastor, I realized there's something healing about gardening. There's something healing about building things with reclaimed wood. There's something about physically saying, I got to build that. Even if I fail at building it, my desk right now, I built this from a wine rack that I pulled out of an old wine cellar. And it's not perfect. It's dinged up. But I got to build this about a yes. month ago. And oh. to say, I could have hired someone to build it 20% better than me. But I get to, it sits on this beautiful wood. It's dinged up. I don't know the story behind this or why this wine cellar was built. But I mm. do know that it is so fulfilling for me to build something physically with my hands. And it. It, it's been incredible to watch. So if I could just say one thing, guys, get away from the screen for a while. Do the minimum that you need to be able to be locked into screens with people. But then to go figure out, God, what am I supposed to create? What am I supposed to cultivate? Yes. And I'm watching people rediscover their creative gifts again, whether it's people jumping online and playing a song who I didn't know played guitar, or whether it's people who are drawing again, who are painting again, the sidewalk chalk everywhere in my neighborhood and sidewalk art, maybe you're seeing it too. Is, yep. It is just healing for us to create things. We are literally created in the image of the creator and part of being imaged in God, imaged in the creator is to create ourselves. And so, so man, it has brought me so much wholeness to yeah. physically build things and cut things yep. and shape things. <clears throat> and there's so much space for how that's done. It's done differently for all of us but we, we have to physically be creating things. I believe it's actually the cheapest therapy that's out there is for us so, to build and create and cultivate. I, so I I've love falling in love with that again. Alan, I, I love the, the phrase you have for it. You call it analog replenishment. I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. so good. And last night I was sitting around my brother's fire pit and my brother's a banker and you know, has done great in his career, but there was like this sparkle in his eye. Cause he just made, he and his wife built yep. this fire pit and he's, he's a, he would never say he's a handy person, but he's like, he's like, dude, I've been building stuff. I've been learning. And he had the yeah. sparkle in his eyes. We sat around this really cool fire pit that they constructed and worked on together. I'm like, there it is right there. That's that analog yep. replenishment. It's good stuff, man. It is. And if you're feeling like a zombie right now, if you're feeling zoom fatigue, if you just need to get off of <laughs> screens, like that's a, that's a good sign, right? Like we know <laughs> what what replenishes us down deep somewhere and we yeah. know the things that drain us as well and so if for you the beautiful thing is it's often free you often have something you can paint on something you can sketch yes. draw on and for me i just get so much life i actually have a four foot butcher block paper that i'm putting right across from my desk and i'm going to just be able to have sharpies and i'm going to be able to sketch stuff and draw stuff and diagrams and, and i'm not a good visual artist honestly drawing and sketching stuff. It's not good, but it's healing and it's mm. needed. And it's necessary. Every tool we've ever made at stay forth. And even the journal to start with was at one time a sketch as at one point, a, a decent idea that needed bones to it. And we began to sketch it out. And I think we've lost the art of the sketch. We are trying to yes. find final drafts with first draft effort. And it just doesn't happen that way. 
I don't just get an idea and then a beautiful blog post pops out of it. No way. No way. A decent, maybe blog post, pro- probably bad at first pops out of it. So part of that is actually just for what I'm called to, what is part of my vocation is we better get good at having some fun with it, playing around with it, sketching it in the dirt first, sketching it in a journal first, painting it out first, talking it out to a friend, drawing it on a whiteboard. And so not only is it healing and go build a fire pit and that's awesome, but it's also what's effective for the work that God has called us to, so cool. to uniquely steward. So man, I, it, it's been, it's been phenomenal. And building with my kids even better. One more thought. I know we're going long. One more thought on this. God doesn't need us, but he chooses to bring us into the co-creation process. My mm. kids, please don't tell them if you're watching, but they slow me down in doing projects. I don't need their help, but man, do I want it. It's so much better when my kids are there. I man. want my son swinging the hammer with me. Is he good? No, terrible. He, he screws stuff up all the time when he's working with me. It is so much more fun to get to co-build and co-create with the Father. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.